everyone. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, a grandmother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, a fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. All right, so for the next several weeks, I'm going to try something a little bit new. I'm doing a series called my semi-sabbatical, and I've talked about what I'm planning to do in prior podcasts, but as a recap, for the month of September, I'm traveling most of the month. I'm going to New Orleans for a conference. I'm going to LA just to be on my own and 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 do some fun things. I'm also going to Seattle with my husband. I'm going to New York with my sister-in-law. I call it a semi-sabbatical because in, oh, I believe it was June, as I was looking down the barrel of an upcoming heavy court calendar, my grandchild had just been born, we had all the end of the, the year school things, I put an X through the month of September. So in June, it was around June, I decided I had enough. And I was staring down the barrel of a month full of court in June, a busy July with a week-long jury trial, and practically a month full of hearings in August. On top of all my hearings, my meeting schedule was out of control. On some days, I would have back-to-back meetings for seven hours or have meetings to travel to that were out of the office. I also had cases pending in four other counties besides Maricopa, which is completely unusual for me. I may have a case or two in Yavapai, and every once in a while a case from Pinal County or a case from Pima County will come in. Um, and I had So I had cases in all those counties, and I also had a case in uh, um, Cochise County. So... I just snapped. I It was too much. So what I did was I put a big X through the month of September, and I put the following statement into my Outlook calendar for the whole month. Florence went crazy and is traveling for the month. So for September, I started planning trips that spanned almost the whole month. I ended up booking trips and being gone. I will be gone 18 out of 30 days. I was going to plan another trip, but instead took a trip to Coronado in July with my family between trial dates, and I also booked a conference in August in Denver, which I just returned from. So why did I do this? I've never done anything like this before. Basically, I needed a change of pace. If I was scheduled out of state, then I physically could not attend meetings or court. I decided that I couldn't just go off the grid And I need to be available to do telephonic and FaceTime meetings and telephonic court appearances. And I set aside four days in September for in 
in-person meetings, and there will be a day in September where I'll, I'll physically have to go into court. It wasn't exactly what I wanted. My goal was to not have any court at all in September, but as telephonic hearings started to pop up on my calendar, and then I had one physical one popped up that was between trips, I figured, okay, I can I can go to it. So as I started thinking about all this, I was just starting my, um, it, thinking about this series that I'm doing for the for the podcast. I just started my Denver conference. So it, I was, I left on Wednesday, August 14th. So I worked that whole day. And since it was my last day in the office for a week, I booked Wednesday as a day of meetings. I ended up in meetings from 9am to 2pm. Then I had to run home and pack. My flight was for 6pm. So I felt I had plenty of time. I packed and listened to a podcast. The podcast that I was listening to is Confronting O.J. Simpson, which I'll talk about at a later date as I finish it. After packing, I ran to the library to return books and pick up books on hold. And one last run by the office for phone calls and emails and then back home to see my family. So this is to, to explain what I'm going to be doing in this series of what I'm calling my semi-sabbatical. So what I've been, what I did when I was in Denver is I started thinking about topics for the podcast and I'm going to bring my listeners through a a kind of a process that I'm going through. So the process that I'm going through is I'm going to tell you exactly what it is that I've been doing when while I go on these trips. And I figure it will take me about eight weeks to do that. And then intermixed talking about the trips, I've also started thinking about different time management topics and organizational topics and marketing topics, like things that are popping in my head that are brought about by having this time to think where I'm not physically in the office. So this conference in Denver that I'm talking about, I almost didn't go to it. I kept looking at my calendar for the month. And during the last three weeks of August, particularly, I had court almost every day, including some days with two hearings. So coming to the conference ended up being super rewarding after I got past the stress of traveling late after work. So for the conference, I had I, I, I saw it come up and it was one that I really, really wanted to do. But the way that my trial schedule worked, I wasn't going to be able to do it. But I had kept it in my inbox of my of my um, emails. And I just kept coming back to it and thinking, I sure hope I can go to this. And then some things canceled and got moved around. And I realized I could actually go. And then I started to distress about it and think, but look at all the other hearings around it. It's it's probably not going to be a good idea to go. But I decided to bite the bullet and schedule it and see how it went. 
it, like I was saying, it ended up being super rewarding. I had to get past the stress of traveling late after work. And um, I traveled late on um, Wednesday night. And then I started the conference on Thursday morning. Not only was it one of those conferences that has the greatest topics, super useful topics, but I ran into one of my favorite people, and I'll talk about that in a few minutes. I was worried about missing work, but when I really thought about it, I was only missing two office days, and the last day of the conference was on Saturday, so my last travel day was on Saturday. And I traveled Wednesday night, so I was able to work. So it's two days. And sometimes I have to remember that, that I can take two days off and not feel like the world is going to fall apart. Um, so this left me, so coming home on Saturday, this also left me with Sunday to attend church, go through my mail, hang out with my family, stop by the office for a little bit. My biggest mistake for the Wednesday that I traveled was scheduling to have my carpets, tile, and sofa cleaned. My daughter Lily met with the carpet cleaner, but when I got home, the carpets were all wet and there was lots of random things piled on the beds and tables. There was also some mosquitoes, mosquitoes in the house due to the doors being open and the dampness in the house. This, of course, distracted me, and I ended up putting things away and killing mosquitoes for almost an hour. I was hoping for a nap since my flight was so late, but it didn't happen. Traveling to the airport, I didn't have to leave until my flight was 9 p.m., so my husband and daughter started driving me at 6.30 p.m., so I was able to spend some time with them in the car. I was also, and this was my youngest daughter, Maggie, I was also hoping to see my grandchild, but my daughter, Lily, was not able to drop by with him before I left. So the trip to the airport was super smooth, and I think there's value in taking a later, a later flight. The airport in Phoenix was pretty empty, and I had so much time, even though I was flying southwest, um, I had one of those airport cart guys bring me to the American terminal so I could use the lounge. And this was because when I, I got to the airport, it felt like two seconds flat, and I still had two hours before my flight left. And then when I went back to my flight at Southwest, the gate ended up being moved, and I used that airport cart guy again. <laughs> There's probably a better name for him. Maybe it's a porter. I'm not sure what it is. As a tip, I had never used one of those guys before, and this will probably sound super silly to people. All you have to do is ask them to take you. I don't know if a tip is customary. I tipped. It seemed like the right thing to do, and I definitely will use them again. It helps me to cross a giant terminal. So in Terminal 4 of Phoenix Sky Harbor is both Southwest and American. And I have my credit card that gets me access into the American Lounge, but I was flying southwest to Denver. So it helped me, using the person with the cart, helped me cross a giant terminal in a few minutes and enjoy the lounge. And I even had enough time to get a, a pre-flight massage at Express Spa. 
If you've never used Express Spa before, give them a try. They're super expensive, is a warning. A 20-minute massage was $52, and it was just a, a chair massage. My hips and lower back are always killing me, and I told the therapist. She completely dug into those areas, and I thought I was going to scream. It was so painful. But when I was done, it was it was all loosened up. I jumped up. I felt like dancing. Like, I felt so good. And as I was sitting on the Southwest flight, I felt really good the whole time. Before boarding the flight, I FaceTimed with my daughter and grandchild. Thank goodness for such tech. I have been so worried about being away. I mean, it's such a joy to have a baby around and you feel like you're missing things when you don't see the baby even for a day. And there's going to be these blocks of time where I'm not seeing the baby. But FaceTime is something that really helps me even on a day where I'm busy at work and can just see him for a few minutes. Um, and I know as he, as he gets older, FaceTime will get more fun. A few flight tips if you're flying southwest. Make sure to get your boarding pass in the 24 hours before. I set an alarm on the day that I need to get my boarding pass so I don't forget. I was able to get a boarding without paying an upgrade charge. So if you've flown Southwest before or haven't, you know, um, if you haven't, you don't know this. If you have, you know this. But there's A, B, and C boarding. A boarding, you can pretty much sit wherever you want. It's going to be all open. B, you still have a pretty good selection. By the time you get to C, you're looking at all middle, middle seats. So you want to make sure that you um, check in in the 24 hours. Most of the time, I'm able to get, if I check in exactly at the 24 hours, I can end up with A boarding. It might be at the further end because it, it goes up to 60. I think I was A56, but I really kind of sat where I want. Something for me that I know maybe other people don't like, I don't mind sitting in the back of the plane. Of course, I don't want to sit in that very back row next to the bathroom with the seats that don't recline, but I don't mind being in the back. And I know a lot of people would prefer to be in the front, but I don't find any difference on getting out of the plane, maybe like a minute or two longer. So I always head to the back with the hope that other people won't head back there and maybe the middle seat next to me will remain open or if every once in a while I get lucky enough to um, have the whole row of seats to myself, which I call poor man's first class. I don't recommend, pay, you can pay an upgrade charge from Southwest to get you priority boarding. I don't know that I recommend it. It doesn't guarantee you a seat without a seat mate next to you. Really the only reason to do it, I think, is if you are adamant about sitting in maybe the first 10 rows of the plane, then you may want to pay that charge, which I've noticed can be anywhere between $15 to $100. I don't know how they price it. Um, they probably see how, if they can get a lot of money for it and then maybe lower it. I'm not sure. I've never done it. I, I feel like it's, it's not worth it. I always head to the back and I sit on an aisle seat. If the flight is not full, a lot of times you can have an empty seat in the middle. 
But the problem with sitting on the aisle is if a couple sits down next to you, then they're going to take that middle seat and that um, window seat. So then you, you don't have the middle seat empty. I did have a couple sit down next to me and they were sort of snuggled together. So I was fairly comfortable. When I was, this is kind of a funny aside, like how funny people are. And maybe I have a problem with um, having enough personal space. Um, but I thought this was, was kind of funny. I told my sister-in-law about it in a text and she told me she couldn't stop laughing. So when I was boarding the flight and I was in the tunnel to load the plane, the woman behind me was standing on my heels and kept bumping her bag against me. Eventually, I turned around and walked backwards and just looked at her. It was so crazy. I don't think she knew what I was doing or why I was doing it. I don't think she knew that she was bumping into me. And she didn't act like she thought anything weird was going on. She just must have been in her own her own world. And I know people can get wrapped in their own world, but come on. So the flight to Denver is less than two hours. And and besides writing some notes from my podcast, I also watch most of the movie Little. Make sure when you fly, if you whether it's your cell phone or a tablet or your laptop, you get the app for that airline. Most of the time you can watch movies that are relatively new and may have just left the theater. I watched most of the movie called Little. This movie was really cute. It's about a successful but pretty mean businesswoman who has a cast a spell cast on her which turns her into a preteen again the acting was great the little girl was really cute it was a super fun movie I finished it on the way back home and um you know it's it wasn't like the best movie it's it's not like hey this is going to win an Oscar um it wasn't a must-see for me at the movies but it was a great movie to watch on the plane So like I said, I'm going to be for the next um, series, and, I, and I'm planning this series to be about eight weeks. I'm going to be telling you what I'm doing in probably a lot of detail, which is just kind of working my way through what I'm calling my semi-sabbatical. And I'm also going to throw in tips on what I'm going to be doing, what I'm thinking about in terms of um, time management, office management, it's just so many things that are starting to pop in my mind. I really, really got a taste of it when I took this to this trip to Denver. To me, actually, it felt like it felt like I was gone for a week because of having the focus away from being at the office quite a bit. So I want to talk a little bit about what my schedule is going to be like in September. It's just going to be so crazy. So for the first week, I'm going to New Orleans and I'll be at a conference. It is still so humid then in New Orleans, but I really wanted to go to this conference, but I'll see how it goes. Week two is Burbank and Hollywood on my own. I'm going to try to do things that I never get to do when I'm with the kids. I'm going to go try to see some comedy late at night. A lot of comedians work out new material during the week at the late show at different comedy clubs, and I'm going to see who I can see. 
I put myself on a list to go see Jimmy Kimmel Live, so I'm hoping that will happen. I'm going to walk around Universal Studios because I have a season pass, and I'm just going to get a nice coffee and stroll around, not really concentrate on any rides. I don't have any agenda, so it'll be very different than when I, when I have the kids. I'm also hoping maybe to go on the Paramount tour since I never have done that, and I also want to eat a taco at Trejo Taco. Danny Trejo, who is an actor, has a very, very successful series of taco shops in um, in L.A., and he has vegan tacos, and I'm dying to try it. I'm going to spend one of those nights at the Chateau Mama. I'm sorry. Let me start over. I'm going to spend one of my nights in Hollywood at the Chateau Marmont, and I'm very excited to spend the night in this old Hollywood icon. Maybe I'll see a celebrity. So I'll report back on that. Week three, I'm going to go to Seattle with my husband just to get out of the heat and eat good vegetarian food and see some sights. The two of us have not been on a trip alone in years, so I'm excited. Week four is the Big Apple. This will be my really big push for seeing things. She's never been to New York, so I'm trying to cram in as much as I can during those couple of days. We plan to have tea at Bergdorf's. We're going to have try to have lunch at Tiffany's. Plus, I want to take her to see a Broadway show and the World Trade Center, the 9-11 Museum, the Empire State Building, the Natural History Museum, the Statue of Liberty, and the Met. Those are my goals for when we go there. The last time that I went to New York, I went to the Natural History Museum by myself, and I asked to speak to Neil deGrasse Tyson, the famous physicist who has a or astrophysicist who has an office there they told me I needed an appointment and I thought that was so funny I don't know what I would have done if he really would have talked to me I had no agenda I just thought it would be funny to ask for him I am so 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 hopeful that the month of September will bring me a renewed view of my occupation and home life I want to rethink my business and decide what is important to me and if there's anything I can let go in terms of things that I do in my business or things that I do personally. I also want to develop a full-blown marketing plan as well. I know that I'm going to miss my family like crazy. I sort of can't believe that I'm doing this while there's a new baby around. I'm hoping that my mind will reset. I'm definitely a creature of habit and a creature of a highly structured schedule. But what if I wasn't for a month? And that's what I'm really thinking about. As I do this as an experiment, I'm hopeful to come through with a fresh perspective and a new mindset. As I said in a prior podcast, I won't be able to just shut it all down and say, see you in a month. I'll have days at the office between trips where I'll be cramming in a 12-hour day. But I'm still hopeful I know that everyone works so hard, and I probably sound like a complainer, but I'm celebrating my 20th, 20 year anniversary as an attorney. September is the is the 20th year. My days tend to look a lot alike. My regular days, ringing phones, dinging emails, piles of mail, scheduled and unscheduled meetings, marketing work, administrative work writing and drafting briefs and other documents, review of records, going to court, and this is an ever-repeating schedule. 
And so this is what my sabbatical's about. I am going to taking a look at how we're doing in terms of time. I'm going to um, talk a little bit more about um, Denver, and then I will end it for the day. So I flew into Denver very, very late. One tip about Denver is that the airport is not in a super convenient location to the city. There is a straight path of highway that goes into the city, but there's a ton of traffic. My flight landed late. It ended after midnight, and with the time difference, it was after midnight. Even after midnight, the airport was hopping. So so I, when I got there and saw the airport like that, I thought so much for my theory that later flights lead to a less busy airport. It was so busy. Also, to get to baggage claim, you have to take a train. It's a bit weird. It's a bit of it's a bit weird setup, but it's such a huge airport. I didn't want to fool with a Lyft or Uber or figuring out how to catch one, so I took a cab. It was a cab with the worst suspension. I was bouncing all over the back seat. It was a low back seat, so I was rolling and bouncing all over the back seat. Since it was approaching 1 a.m., I figured no traffic, no such luck. There was construction traffic at 1 a.m and everything was at a dead stop for several minutes. This is where I'm going to leave you. I'm going to finish my trip into Denver in the next podcast, and then in the subsequent podcast, I'm going to talk more about my sabbatical and what's going on. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the series. Like I said, it's a bit of an experiment. Usually I talk about kind of a new topic every week and what happened to me during that week. You can find my podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name. And you can find me on my website at brummerlaw.com. Looking forward to talking to you next week and, and telling you more about Denver and my sabbatical. All right. Have a good week. Bye-bye.